Hello, hello. And with that introduction, no names are necessary. This gentleman has inspired me for many a year and it's an absolute honour to have him on the show and speaking with him today. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did. Hello and welcome to Let's Create The Photography Show. We've got Mr. Adam Gibbs, uh, legend in photography for myself, legend, (laughs) all the way in Vancouver Island with an eight hour um, gap between us, nine o'clock here. Is it one o'clock there, Adam? It is, yes. And uh, I can't believe it. Last time we saw, well, we've we've met each other twice. The first time I met Adam, I was like a little schoolgirl. Yeah, he was, um, that was a little weird. (laughs) <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. not nah, as weird well, as paul thompson though no he was a bit creepy too <laughs> <laughs> i have mentioned paul because i was like oh he must be adam's uh nephew <laughs> sorry paul that was quite funny though um because you had your i remember you, you had your cell phone yeah and you kind of walked off and then you came back and you said yeah can i can i can i record you <laughs> yeah, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> really embarrassing and I, I I think I'd only been vlogging about ooh, 12 months not even 12 months really and I, I was really bad like if you watch that video back it's shocking but I like yeah, that yeah but we've all got to start I mean I still have trouble now but I mean if I look at my my first videos I cringe you know it's the same thing I mean but you got to start somewhere and then you just slowly get more and more comfortable in front of the it's a bit, it just feels pretentious at first because you, you're yeah. standing there talking to yourself. It's like, oh, look at him talking in, in, at his camera, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look at him with his fancy pants camera. So, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I've gone past that now. You just move on, don't you? Apart from some, dear but Thomas. Can you, can you um, if there's a, a bunch of people that you don't know, can you can you record yourself in, in front of a yeah. bunch of strangers? Don't care. Don't care. Yeah. Just it's like me and everyone, and nothing else matters. Uh, I can do it anywhere. I, I, I did a thing where I went to the photography show and pushed myself in there uh, and vlogged. What? Well, how many people's there? Two thousand, three thousand people on the day, and I'm walking around just talking to the camera, and that really taught me how to uh, be confident, not care about people around you, because at the end of the day, it's like. They see you one second and then in the mind you're gone. So I yeah. think well, they're not even going to know who I am and it doesn't really matter. Nothing matters. Just do it. And and I learned a lot by doing that in a big crowd of people, you know. Yeah. So, but like yourself, you you kind of avoid the crowds and rightly so. Yeah. I, I mean, I've tried it, but I, I just feel so uncomfortable. I remember I, um, I guess a couple of years ago now, I tried to do one at, um, there's an event that I go to called Art Vancouver. Yeah. And it's an, it's an art show that I do. And uh, I was, you know, I, I had all these intentions. I thought, oh yeah, I'll go around and interview other artists. And, and I just couldn't do it. I just, I just couldn't do it. I mean, I might be able to do it now. I don't know, but I just felt weird about the whole thing, you know? And yeah. uh, it didn't feel natural to me. So I just, or if I did talk to a camera, I'd kind of hide in a corner yeah. somewhere. And- <laughs> I remember Whisper. that you you actually did a vlog there when you set your exhibition up, didn't you? Yeah, I, I did, but that was before the crowds came in. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I think that was uh, was probably around I discovered you that with the aluminium prints and I was setting it all up. I was like, yeah, right, right. A lot of work went into that. Yeah, it was. uh... Yeah, I love doing those shows, but unfortunately, they're just they don't. I don't know. They're they're pretty expensive. So you, man, the the the, um, in Vancouver is not a great place to sell art. I haven't found any uh, photography anyway. So. I'm not sure if I'm going to do too many of those because you know you have to rent yeah. a stall, yeah, and it costs thousands of dollars for a stall, yeah. So to make it even pay for itself, you've got to sell a lot of work, and most people that go there aren't really buying; they're just there to look, see, you know, yeah, yeah. And um, it's really hard to sell stuff to people when they don't really have much of a connection. Like they have to have some kind of connection to it, or has to move them somehow. And um, what I'm finding actually with the prints that I'm selling now, because I have this bit of a print sale going on. It's, it's funny how most of the work that I've sold are all from uh, vlogs. Yes. People have seen me actually take the photograph. That's great. Whereas some of my favorite photographs uh, that, that I would really love to sell, nobody buys them because they, they were taken way well before I started vlogging. So yeah. I'm, I'm guessing, but maybe that's because they have some kind of connection to it because they saw me actually take the photograph and now there's a print and well, I don't know. Anyway. That's a shame, especially if you feel that the best, you know, some of your best work. Well, the, well, the new ones are, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think some of my new, the, the ones, especially from the fall are some yeah. of my best photographs. Um, the the uh, Banff Canadian Rockies. Yeah, from Abraham Lake. Um, Abraham Lake. Yeah, I've made a just... note here. That's <laughs> Along with thousands of other people. Yeah. He's going to be going there next year. They're, they're going to be really disappointed when they find there's, uh, the water levels are really low. <laughs> the thing is, it wasn't so much that I've, to be perfectly straight, I'm not going to get there. Maybe five years from know, now. Maybe. Uh, never but say what, never. what you did was you showed me something i went to a place in the lake district called thirlmere and the water had gone really high and we had a load of silver birch on the shoreline because the water had gone so high it came over the silver birch and i just saw this scene and went it's the dark side of adam gibbs because <laughs> everything was black and dark and the water had seeped up into the bark where you had these white and pristine and beautiful. And I thought, oh, look at this. So it's a project I'm working on now. And uh, when I, when I, when I sort it, I'll send you over if you didn't mind. And uh, maybe we could do a comparison because it does yeah. look quite, I can't say similar because your images are amazing, which is a question. But the, but, the, but the thought, but the thought was probably, I mean, it probably triggered something. And then you, when you yeah. went there and saw that, Oh yeah, that reminds yeah. me of, and it's, yeah. but it's something totally different. It is but it's totally the same kind different. Of situation. But what what I realized was this the skill level to get the water moving. This is a question I've got for you. The trees were moving, so I got one or two. But the majority of my shots, the trees were soft. Yeah. How the hell? And it was windy on occasions when you was there. How did you get those? Uh, trees to sit and yet get um, the water moving in the leaves yeah we we had a lot of problems with wind on that trip um and actually when you look a lot of my photographs were soft 
and right. um, a lot of them didn't have enough depth of field. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a constant battle. Uh, yeah. It wasn't really until the very last two days when it just calmed right down, which is unheard of in that area because it's always windy there. Yeah. Um, and we just we just lucked out. But that's part of just sticking with it and staying in the same area. And just if you can do it, then just do it. Just stay there and just wait. Yeah. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, most people don't have that luxury. You know, they only have maybe a day or two at best. Yeah. And you kind of got to kind of take what you can get in those couple of days, you know. Well, I was going back. I was going to go back multiple times and then someone shut the door as in oh, lockdown. Oh. But oh, the water's still high. So I'm hoping March time we might start seeing some color coming and it could change the scene again. But I know that the water levels are high now and I know where they are. So I've not, I did a vlog, but I'm not going to put it out until I, I'm really happy with it. Yeah, um, but thanks for the inspiration. Because oh, no problem. I mean, I Jeremy and I were just so um, man. We just we were just like a couple of kids in a candy yeah. store, and um, it was so funny because uh, we weren't. It's what made it so special was that we had no preconceived ideas of what we were going to do, other than the, the 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 trip that we had planned. Kind of sort of was to go into Jasper and uh, canoe down uh, what's called Malign Lake. Yes. <clears throat> and uh, there's a spot there that's very popular with the tourists. It's called Spirit Island. And whenever you see photographs of the Rockies, that's usually one of the epic scenes that you see. But Jeremy, uh, he knew of a couple of other areas down there. So we were going to canoe down and then camp. Um, but again, it, we, it was, we got to Jasper and it was just miserable. It was windy. It was, it was wet. So we decided to head in towards down the highway towards Banff and right at the last minute, um, Jeremy said to me, oh, he said, we're right near Saskatchewan Crossing. Uh, do you want to show me where you took that shot of the um, of the tree that I took with uh, I was when I was with Gavin and Tom and, um, oh, at yeah. the winter trip? Yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, yeah, sure. We can go down there and see what's happening. And then that's when we found the, the, uh, the beautiful fall color and uh, we just couldn't believe it. You know. And it was a good year for fall color too. So the two just seemed to go together so well. Yeah. Um, but who, I don't think it happens that often because I've never seen shots from there no. um, with flooded waters. And um, I mean, I, really it's, it's, I, the thing is that Abraham Lake isn't actually a, a um, uh, it's not a natural lake. It's kind of like the Lake District. It's actually a dam. It's a dammed valley. Yeah. yeah, you can hear and, the cars when you was filming. Yeah, well, the highway, the highway is right next next to us there on yeah. the main road. Um, it's a pretty desolate area. There's not a lot of communities or anything, but um, hydro do flood that area, and for whatever reason, they kept the dam closed and it i mean maybe they needed the water throughout the yeah. fall i heard it was pretty low this year um because someone emailed me and said well in the summer there wasn't any water at all like the whole lake was just dry so wow. yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how be... good it is for the trees but um yeah. it's great for photography <laughs> well they seem to be blooming the colors were incredible yeah but it was like i said it was a good year for color this year because the rockies yeah. canada um 
the best fall color, like with the sugar maples and all that is all out east. Um, most of the fall color that we get on the island is pretty drab. It's, it's kind of like UK fall color. It's, it can be nice, but it's hit and miss. Yeah. And it's mostly just yellows and browns and, and um, rust colors. Yeah. Whereas out east, um, like in Ontario and Quebec, uh, that's where they get those deep, bright reds and yellows and just vibrant colors. But I mean, that's that's a heck of a long way for me to, to go. You yeah, know, that's Quebec. four or five thousand kilometers, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Um, <clears throat> but now and then the Rockies, uh, there's also the uh, the larch, uh, which is a. Uh, has needles but they turn yellow i think you have larch in yes. the uk beautiful tree yeah and they look beautiful when they're backlit yeah yeah they do um, yeah it's funny you should say that i, I happen to my next videos from townhouse and i've got quite a few shots of of uh, larch backlit um they're a bit abstract um it's something i'm finding with the higher resolution the higher megapixels and oh, you got a new camera, didn't you? I did. I, <laughs> I'm enjoying <laughs> that camera. You got a Z Z7. Z7. So the 45.7 megapixels that everyone said, don't bother. You don't need the megapixels. Oh my god. Oh wow. You know what? You don't need the megapixels, but that doesn't oh, mean nice. that you shouldn't have them. <laughs> It's the painterly, it's the detail that I'm finding. And the editing's easier. I'm yeah. finding it very easy to edit those files. It's work. a dynamic range, right? I mean, yeah. you have so much to work with. It yeah. just makes life so much easier. Yeah. If you have a tiny little sensor like this and you have a bright, sunny day, it's really hard to, to get a clean image. Yeah. But, you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, you got to kind of think to yourself, well, what am I actually going to do with these photographs you know yes yes um, i mean you you probably know that i i bit the bullet and <laughs> got a gfx 100 <laughs> yeah i was quite shocked because you were saying one minute ah oh, no there's no way i could have i'm not getting i can't afford that i've got me 50 and i'm looking and thinking bullshit <laughs> you had a glint in your eye i thought yeah it's well a big file i was, I was it's funny because I went out because um, I didn't really have the money for it. And and yeah. I thought, well, I'll, I'll get a loan because yeah. interest rates are so low right now. Yes. And um, so I went and looked. Actually, actually first of all, I, I, I went for a lease and the interest rates were so ridiculous. I thought, well, that, that's I'm not doing that. That's stupid. Yeah. So I went to get a, a loan and I went to the bank and the woman said, well, you already have a line of credit she says you don't you don't use your don't line of credit it. yeah um she said your interest rates on your line of credit are way lower than if we gave you a loan so why don't you just use your line of credit and i thought oh all right all right, all right. <laughs> so, you know i i came back home and and the, my um my partner karen she was all in there so you know if you have a partner oh, or a wife that, yes. that says yeah go for it i mean that's where you gotta you go know, for yeah. it <laughs> before they change their mind yeah seconds and, um, I, I happened to, I went to the, the B&H uh, website and I found a used one for like a couple of grand off. And I thought, <sighs> man, so I, I bought it. I bit the bullet right there. And then I just said, oh, I've got the camera. And um, I ended up, um, I mean, I, 
do I need it? No, I don't need no, it. I know, um, but, but, <clears throat> but. <laughs> I mean, I still have, I haven't really got rid of any of my camera gear um, other than stuff that I, I really don't like. Um, like my, the Nikon D850, I still have it. Yeah. And I keep telling myself, well, you know, I might sell it, um, but I think I'll probably just keep it. Um, because there's certain types of photography that I can use it for, especially if I need a long, a long reach. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm a professional, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. Tools. I mean, I'm driving, a, I could either either buy a, a GFX 100 or a new car. Well, I'm, I'm driving a, a 95 Mitsubishi Delica, which is an old piece of shit, you know, but um, I decided to buy a camera instead. <laughs> it's strange you mentioned the old piece of shit. It seems to me it's a very sought after symbolistic kind of van. Not saying anyone's copied her out, but... You know, it really is. Well, Tom, a classic. Tom, Tom just bought one. Well, as you probably know, and yeah. um, I think he's wanted one for a long time, well before yeah. I had mine. Um, this is my second one. The first nice. one I had was a, was an L three hundred, which kind of looks a bit different than this one. They're, they're okay. Uh, the reason why I like them is because in in North America, it's really difficult to find a small van. Um, everything's big big trucks yeah. i mean look what gavin bought you know i mean that's yeah. a house on wheels Huge. yeah yeah and yeah. and his compared to what a lot of people have out here is small yeah i mean people are driving um some of these trailers that they're, they're pulling are bigger than my house yeah i mean it's just unbelievable <laughs> and 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 the money that they spend on the i mean we're mm. talking one Hundreds two of thousands millions of dollars millions millions Jesus. of dollars <sighs> And um, even for a, a Sprinter, like a, a Mercedes Sprinter, yeah. just the van itself, no, not cam price, $100,000 What for a new, for a new one. Um, just crazy. Wow. Yeah, that is crazy. So, <clears throat> so this was the best that I could find that's relatively small and has clearance. Uh, it doesn't have yeah. to be four-wheel drive. But because we have logging roads here and that, I wanted something with a bit more clearance. Like a, a Ford Transit just wouldn't do it. Nah, yeah, you know, it's too low. Yeah, I love the. Busted. I love. I mean, Tom's old camper van. I mean, it looks really posh, didn't it? Yeah, it was lovely. Um, but it wouldn't be very good on logging roads here. So no, no. Yeah, but I, I don't really look it. after my. I don't really look after my van. Um, I should, but I don't. It does what it does. It gets you to where you need, and then you just jump in the back. Guy. I'm not a car guy. No, me neither. Um, no. I, I've kind of semi-camperized it, but yeah, it's just a bed. I mean, if I invite someone else along, they look, they go, oh, man, I'm not. like." Cause I, I remember um, last year, Jeremy came on a trip with me, and I said, uh, I want you bringing your camper. Oh, no, we'll just, we'll just go in your van. I said, are you sure? Oops. And he goes, yeah. So we both squeezed in the back of that thing. And he's like, never again, never no. again. <laughs> Socks in his face. <laughs> I mean, especially this time of year, because um, actually I've been away a couple of times just on overnighters. Yeah. And um, it's awful because it gets dark at four. So then yeah. you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs all night until yeah. eight o'clock in the morning. So you, yeah. you know, you're sitting in there for a long time. And if it's yeah. uncomfortable and cold, then... Um, it's not great, you know. Yeah, I tried sleeping in the back of a Nissan Duke a few times. 
Uh, yeah, that worked good. Especially, you know, you wake up in the night. I don't know about yourself, but every now and again, you'll wake up, where am I? And I woke up, it was at Blee Town on this meetup, and I woke up like two in the morning because it was proper raining, bouncing off the ceiling. And I just forgot. And I sat straight up, boom, my head in the ceiling. <laughs> and then I couldn't get out, and I realised the child locks were on the back doors. <laughs> so I was already in, and I had to climb over the driver's seat, which I then fell on the gear stick. And it was, oh, I was like, this is ridiculous. What am I doing? And I got out, my feet were soaked, I got soaked, got back in the back. Um, yeah, so the, the, the Delica seems like it's a, a good shout. There's a, I've been looking at a few different vans and, you know, just like getting something that's big enough to have, say, a single bed in the back, like you're saying, just jump in. Well, that's just it, like a little, a little little cargo van or something. Yes. I mean, it's basic, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, just jump in the back and get I'm glad I didn't though because we can't go anywhere <laughs> so I'm yeah. glad I didn't get one at the moment but I am going to be getting something like a little cargo van something like that you know Berlingo or something yeah, yeah. Can just get me around the country because that's my biggest issue is I'm not getting to enough places and not even honeypots I just love to go out and look about like yourself um like you're saying about Canadian Rockies there you just that was just you just got there and thought, wow, you know, I think that's what makes it when you, you get something you've just unexpected and ah, such good. Well, it's really, it's what's really nice about having some kind of vehicle that you can sleep in is that, um, I mean, I know, I know in, in the UK, it's a little bit different, but here we can, most places you can pretty much just find a spot to pull over and camp without getting hassled, you know, because there's so much, we have so much, so many areas here, you know, yeah. that is changing though. There are, there are areas on the island now where it's very difficult to um, just park on the side of the road. You'll get, you'll get hassled, but, um, but it is really nice if, you know, if you can get, just drive to the area that you want to go to, jump yeah. in the back of the car, you know, and, and then get up in the morning and then do your, do your thing. I mean, it makes it so much easier. It's funny because Gavin, um, I've been on quite a few trips with him, but he, he likes to just go to these places for the day. Mm. And I, I'm just not into it because a hell of a lot of driving just to go for somewhere for a day, you know, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I'd rather just spend two or three days in one spot and just plonk myself there and, and just wait it out until I actually get something, you know, because yeah. after all, you're going to, I mean, you're going to drive all the way there, spend all that money on gas. I mean, it seems silly not to, take try and take as much advantage of it as possible you know yeah scotland would be a two or three day maybe a, a week for me In- i go back and watch the is it the bugaboos yeah 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 and i watch that and i think how the f- did he get up there in <laughs> waist deep snow incredible Oh, that'd be Mount Seymour probably. Seymour, sorry. That's the one with the uh, trees covered in snow. Yeah. Big, fluffy, massive. That that was just something else. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I miss that. Um, the, the problem with those areas, uh, like there's the right in Vancouver, the city of Vancouver, there's three uh, ski areas. There's right. um, Seymour, Grouse, and Cypress. And Seymour happened to be the, the closest to where I lived. Yeah. And um, the nice thing about them is that 
especially weather that we have now, because it, it can be quite mild in, in the city. Um, but if it's around five degrees or so, you know that it's snowing up in the mountains. And then, of yeah. course, you run up to the mountains and there'll be just a ton of snow because it's very wet on the coast here. So most of the snow that we have is very heavy and wet. Yes. Yeah. And even on the island here, like this morning, I looked out and the mountains are just absolutely covered in snow. Um, but it's getting up there. See, Mount Seymour, there has a road up there because there's the ski area. But here we don't. Well, there's a ski area um, about an hour drive from here, uh, Mount Washington, that they just have a ton of snow. Um, they get more snow than anywhere in pretty much North America. Like I think last year they had they had one dump. It was uh, two to three meters in a 24-hour period. Just a massive amount of snow. That's but getting around in that is just... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. Can you imagine what it'd be like here? You know what this country's like. Two or three meters of snow in a day. It'd be like the whole. It'd be like Armageddon. Well, it's funny because where I where I live on the island, we don't get very much snow at all. It's quite mild, and um, we had one day of snow. Well, I did a video recently. Oh, when when yeah, yeah, and um, that lasted maybe for a few hours, and then it rained. Uh, any plans any projects um lined up i know it's difficult but right now um most of my projects are with uh, images that i already have like existing because yeah. i have a huge library um to to work on and i've a lot of the images have never seen the light of day i mean they I'll show them, or I might have shown them on social media maybe several years ago, and then that's it. You never see them again. So um, the uh, the book was a huge success, and actually we just sold out the second edition. That's and awesome. um, uh, Greg at Kozu, um, he's talking about maybe doing a third printing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I would like to really start working on some other printed projects. Um, there's... Um, there's these things called uh, zines. I'm not yes. sure. Yeah, small magazines. This one here is an amazing one. Oh, uh, Lenswork. I listen to his podcast. It's it's the, the photography in Lenswork is just absolutely. He's brilliant. an absolute gentleman as well who produces it. Um, but these are some of the ones that uh, Greg sent me, um, right. and they're just mini mini portfolios, you know. Yes. And um, so I'm seriously considering doing some of these. Yeah. The, the, the problem with some of these projects is that um, with, with books especially, uh, and what I'm finding with these prints that I'm doing is uh, uh, the, the cost of postage. Mm. Postage is just unbelievable right Ridiculous. now. Yeah. And with a book, um, you know, you send it to the other side of the world, it's going to cost you more than the book the book's worth. Yeah. Sadly. Um, like I've, I've had a few books sent from Kozu. I, I got um, um, Ben Ben Horn's latest book and uh, 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 Rachel uh, Talibat. I got yeah. her book. Awesome. And uh, it just cost me so much money. It was just unbelievable. You know, once you pay, and then I got duties on that and taxes. And <laughs> yeah. no, we're talking like at least $120 yeah. per book. That's ridiculous, it really is. It's it. Uh, I've been looking into this quite a bit myself. Um, I did the Let's Create book for the group, and that was a small book. Six. Oh, through is that through Blurb? Blurb. Blurb. 
yeah. Um, so I'm hoping I can do that this year and really make it the same size as yours would be awesome. Well, that, that seems to be about the standards kind yeah. of size. Cause I noticed, um, like Tom's book and, yeah. um, Nigel's book, Nigel Danson. I mean, they're all, they're all pretty much the same size. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, a lot of it has to do with the type of paper you use and the cover. Um, you know, if you want to, if you want a soft cover or a yeah. photo on the cover or. Yeah. that adds to the price drastic yeah. sometimes drastically you know yeah like i the, the the i had a few books printed with um, a slip cover yeah yeah that's what i got i mean they're, they're they're beautiful but the, each slip cover um costs 15 pounds just to make Jeez. so yeah, yeah it's a lot of money yeah. um like one of the problems i had because i had the book printed at kozu in in the uk um yeah a lot of people wanted uh, signed editions. Well, I didn't yeah. sign any because it, it, it would have just been way too expensive. Yeah. Um, unless I happened to be in the UK and went to the publisher and just signed a whole bunch there. Yeah. The reason why I went with Kozu is because, um, well, first of all, he's a really nice guy to work with. And um, my, my, the book I did was more of a vanity project. It was just, I always wanted to do a book and um I wasn't really into it for the money. Yeah. Um, I didn't really care about what, making tons of money. I just wanted a really nice product that I could yes. send out yes. to people. Yeah. And Kozu seemed like a good fit. And everything oh. was pre-sale, pre you know. Mm -hmm. So um, that really helps if you, if you have a pre-sale. And then at least then you have a bit of an idea of, of how many to print and because the, the first ones, the first edition, um, I only printed 500. It was really conservative with the numbers. Cause yeah, just I didn't, didn't get have, one. Didn't, <laughs> didn't have a, yeah, <laughs> I, well, I just didn't have a clue about how many I might sell or because yeah. I don't want to be stuck with a ton of books, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe do another printing or just come up with a new book. I was gutted. I went on and you sold out and I thought, oh. and then when you said there's a second edition, second print, Oh, right. We're in there. I'm going to get that. I've got to say the quality, the print, the detail to see your work for one, which is weird saying that because we see everything digitally and on a yeah, screen. Yeah, it's not quite the same, is it? And then when you see it printed and you can get real close and look, it's like, oh, what? Look at that. <laughs> it's stunning. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I mean, right now I'm doing a whole yeah. bunch of printing. Well, that project. The Canadian Rockies with the with the the they're not birch are they? What, what's the what's the tree? It's uh, uh, well, some some guy on my YouTube channel tried to convince me they're birch, but they're not. They're they're aspens. Aspens, yes. Yeah. Um, he was he was really insistent that they were birch. <laughs> they're not no, birch. The flesh is completely different, and the branches and everything. There, about. there are birch in the area, but these yeah. are aspen. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think you could make a book out of them so many shots well i'd i'd like to um i'd like to go back and and perhaps not do more trees but just do some different things in the area so it's yeah. a bit more co cohesive rather than just a bunch of fall color trees yeah like i did get a lot of images that i really like but i don't think i have enough for a book like yeah. to do just that many many years ago i i met a friend uh, um this was before I got into photography. Um, a friend of mine, um, 
my my climbing partner we went out to do some ice climbing in the rockies and uh we ended up climbing um there's a waterfall at the back of bow lake bow falls and man it was bitter cold we we skied um to the waterfall and my friend dave he's a welshman actually but he was yeah. a pretty slow climber and man i'm standing there and he was slow and the wind is coming off this glacier down the waterfall and it, it it's got it had to be minus 40 i mean it was just bitterly cold and i just couldn't wait to get off that thing i thought this is not fun and after that i i never ice climbed again i said out oh, to hell with this like this is yeah. just, this isn't fun no, no that's not <laughs> i might get some incredible shots or die <laughs> like the port port renfrew is kind of the start of the wilderness area yeah. So there's yeah. Victoria, which is the very, very far south. That's yes. the capital of British Columbia. Yeah. And that's probably the warmest spot in the whole of Canada. And then you start to go north again on the on the west coast. And yeah. the first yeah. town you'll kind of come to is Port Renfrew, which is where the West Coast Trail starts. Yes. And that's yeah. the Pacific Pacific Rim National Park. That's quite wildernessy there. Yeah, it looks amazing. But the thing is, if you drive, because there's logging roads all through the, the island to the West Coast, and ah, you can actually see. drive. Um, I think I did a couple of vlogs, like Carmana Provincial Park. Carmana, that's right, yeah. Well, one of the areas where I like to camp overlooks Pacific Rim. Right. And uh, you can see, you can actually see where the boundary is because you'll see large tracks or large forest areas, but then you'll see the logging uh, cut blocks go right up to the park nice. boundary yeah and it's kind of a shame because yeah, um it is. it's kind of taken a lot away from that area um so you got the west coast trail and then you get to um uh, tofino and that area which is extremely popular very touristy oh right on the west and then north of that it's yeah. quite wildernessy but again it's a lot of little islands um yeah. that have been logged there's nutka island um i mean it's, it's absolutely beautiful up there yeah that that um, area going right up to the top on the west just looks it's yeah very and sad the, if it's being logged like that right i know you're doing you, you're really vocal about it it's just damn shame well, I, I am and I'm not. I mean, I, maybe I could probably do more. Um, it's a mm. shame because um, Canada doesn't have... It's not like Europe where you have a lot of old buildings and a lot of history. Canada doesn't have a huge amount of history other than the, the First Nations or the, or the, the native culture. Yeah. But it's all through storytelling. Like There isn't any kind of... Um, old buildings that represent or anything like that um so all we really have is our wilderness yes and that's what people love canada for but we canadians are so um to my eye anyway they just seem so complacent just to cut it all down because you know we have all these communities that um the the logging is ingrained in their culture you know logging yeah. mining all the resource-based companies um they don't see any value beyond that mm -hmm. and it's it's a shame because you get a lot of we get a lot of people coming from europe that come here and they go oh it's such a beautiful spot yeah. but people that live here don't see it you know what i mean yes um, i do kind of like yeah. when i go to the lake district um i mean yeah. i 
I used to go as a kid, but the last time I went when I, when I met um, met yeah. you actually Northern Photography Show, I hadn't been there for like forty years, yeah. and I just thought it was just just absolutely stunning. Yeah, because the scenery is so different. It's been man-made over hundreds of years. You know, yes. it's we don't get that here because that's uh, it's funny because. The, the old growth forest is probably one of my favorite areas to go to, but it's also one of the most difficult to photograph. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I'm finding now though, is that I, I'm, I'm going back to the same areas over and over again. Um, Cause I'm, I'm starting to run out of new, new spots to go to, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause the Island, it is quite big, but some of it is very hard to get to. So you tend to go to the spots that are a little bit easier to get to, you know. Anyway, you can take a boat and it goes all the way around Nootka Island. Ooh. And um, there used to be a massive um, uh, native community there, but they're all gone now. I think there's just one family left there. Um, but there's a really great trail that you can you can hike. And then you can either fly in or get picked up by the boat. And yeah. I remember Karen, Karen and I, we we flew in, we took a, a float plane. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty nice. And then we, we hiked for two or three days wow. along the Nooka Trail. We had the whole place to ourselves. Wow. And um, throughout the whole three days, we had this this one wolf. Um, he would follow us for, th he followed us for three days. Wow. Sometimes he'd be in front and then sometimes behind, but never get very close. Um, yeah, it was, it was brilliant, you know. And then we met uh, uh, on the island. There was this um, native artist um, that we kind of got friendly with. He had a little cabin overlooking the ocean. And um, for my 50th birthday, Karen went to him and he carved me a, a mask, a native mask. And it was just absolutely brilliant because yeah. it was a, I mean, he's a really good carver, but I also got to know the guy a little bit. So it just made it that much more special, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's magic. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That's it's um, dreams. There stuff. are areas that are really, and it has, even though the history is not that long, um, there's some pretty colorful characters on the Island, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd fit right in. <laughs> Probably. Probably um, would. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've dreamt about places uh, from being a kid. I don't know if you've ever heard of um, Grizzly Adams. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Oh, for years off growing up as a little, and I was hugely like Grizzly Ad Adams is definitely why I'm into photography and nature. It's crazy. It sounds daft saying that, doesn't it? It's like. But it's true. We, we, you get affected as a kid by what you see on telly. Oh, yeah. Uh, Grizzly Adams. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be Grizzly Adams. I'm getting there. Just, <laughs> just need to move. need a to raccoon British. hat. Yeah. I'll send you a raccoon hat. <laughs> get to British Columbia. Get a shack and a friendly burr. And I'm, I'm done. The F4 Road Trip. Available now at F4RoadTrip.com. Yeah, what did you think of it? Honestly, just, now. Just, just <laughs> I can't I can't say a bad thing about it. It just when you see things on telly, have you watched a long way up with um Ewan McGregor where they get two bikes and they drive up? 
Oh, I've heard, I've seen it advertised, but I haven't watched it. Is it good? Right, we're talking big budget TV, you know, we're talking like you've got producers, directors, you've got film, you've got a, a guy in a hurley who's following you with 12 cameras and, you know, they've got GoPros, cameras and everything. When you, when you put it into perspective, what you did, I think, I think you're saying be honest now, but there's, there's not a lot of, I can say that's wrong about it, apart from maybe do it again, part two. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, um, I'd like to do another. I would like to do something else, but maybe not on such a big scale. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I'm surprised it all worked out because um, we did just everything on the fly, pretty much. I mean, we had kind of came up with a quasi kind of storyline, but wasn't <laughs> you know, we just kind of winged it. Yeah, and. Um, Overall, I think that uh, Nick, Tom, and Gavin, and and Greg, and I, we we get along really well together. That's and then when you're in a, when you're with it's the same people for three weeks, I mean, obviously at some point, you know, you're gonna have a few flare-ups. Yeah. Um, but we we really didn't have any kind of big events. Not that not that I was aware of anyway. I mean, I yeah. get along with pretty much anybody. Um, I mean, some you know, obviously some people bug me a little bit, but you just kind of kind of see past yeah. yeah you just gotta you gotta see past that thing well just yeah. look wait look you know kind of look forward to the end you know you and look for the good stuff as well because sometimes people can bug you but then they just do something and you're there wow you know this the people I, I think uh, i think the hard the hardest part was actually editing it because we we yeah. all worked on it constantly for um at least a couple of months yeah and i guess that's where covid was good because it give you that opportunity that's i mean i, I don't know as if we would have uh, been able to put it out if if that hadn't, yeah. hadn't happened the idea originally we were going to put it out in october um see for me it could be it could be so dry it's an educational thing it's teaching people photography and a lot more than that it's teaching people what you what you're going to encounter when you're out there or light and but then you guys you you you, you're saying about you did so much more than just produce learning content you made it entertainable you know made it entertaining made it something that's memorable um yeah i think they could last I was yeah, I was really proud of it. I mean, because I mean, let's face it. I mean, there's only so much you can talk about in photography. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty much rehashed information over and over again, just said yeah. in a different way. You know, yeah. I mean, if if your viewers want the best tip I can give you is just get out there and take photographs. I mean, that's the best tip you can get. You know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can watch as many YouTube videos as you want and read as much as you want, but it, it won't make you a better photographer. The only way to get better is it's like anything yeah. it's just to get out there and, and start doing it. Yeah. Um, so with the course, um, I mean, obviously Gavin was the one that kind of pushed the comedy side of it. And I, and I, th I think it was a, it's a brilliant idea. And I, I really like Gavin's channel just because he's, he's willing to try new things. You know, you might not necessarily like it. Yeah. Um, but I like, I, I really, I think it's great that he's, pushing the envelope and, and trying new things just to make it a bit more fun because it yes. should be fun, right? It should be. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I like, I like going on in his videos um, and doing stupid things because it's so far departed from what I usually do. Yeah. 
yeah and um and gavin gives me the opportunity to do that you know yeah let fly and be uh yeah. be the other adam <laughs> <laughs> the monty python adam and we all came up with some brilliant ideas for the for the um their four trip and that was the great thing someone would come up with an idea and then it would just get more and more ridiculous yeah, you know yeah, to yeah. the point where yeah yeah that'll be good you know yeah go and, for um, it yeah let's, yeah. Shave, let's shave greg yeah <laughs> i'm glad no one really got totally naked though <laughs> yeah. well, well tom did <laughs> well <laughs> <laughs> I expected that was going to be next. I thought they're all going to walk across like Death Valley naked across the, the salt plains or something. Oh, no, no, don't, don't. But no. Uh, that would have been too much. Um, <laughs> good fun. You know, as a, as a good example, I mean, there's one scene where we're, you know, I'm, I'm all mopey in, in Las Vegas and there was yeah. a couple of women with these feathers, right? I mean, it was just a, a they were walking towards us and I, and I think, I can't remember who said it. Oh, we should do something with them. So, you know, we paid them. Nick kept handing them money, you know, 10 bucks. 50, and um, I said, okay, we just want you to do all your fluffy things and Adam just going to look really miserable, you know? Yeah, leave me <laughs> alone. All these, all these people walking by and I, I was kind of like, I felt really uncomfortable. And then I thought, ah, I'm never going to see these people again anyway. So yeah, just go for it, you know? Yeah, so there was about, I don't know, I guess there was 30, maybe 40 people 30, 40 there. 40 people, yeah. Yeah, even the the uh, the little workshop in um, in uh, Nevada printers there, um, it was kind of a last minute thing. Because I, I I think I came up with the idea, I said, oh, you know what we should Give do? Yeah. We should we should do some printing in the middle of the desert. So, because we had my generator, and I said, yeah. what we need to do is try and get a, a hold of a printer, and then we could just print in the desert. And then we thought, wow, that that's going to be a bit hard to do. So then we, Nick knew uh, the guy at the at Nevada Art Printers right, and yeah. and um, got involved with that. And then we were kind of like, well, what are we going to print? And then um, one of us came up, well, why don't we do a portrait, you know, and we'll yeah, print yeah. that up. And <laughs> great shot, yeah, really good. Like some kind of rock band or something. Yeah. Well, you were, you were for a bit. Beatles of photography. I, I, I've tried to explain to people, we, we, you, you know that I do this for a living, right? Like photography, yeah. I mean, YouTube is a, is a relatively new I don't know, business or revenue stream. And it was difficult for me to kind of wrap my head around it because I'm so used to just selling the rights to images. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's kind of, that's all gone now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I keep telling people, I'm not really a photographer. I'm a YouTuber that talks about photography. Yeah. or educator or influencer i mean whatever um but you know this is how i make my living is yeah. through education through youtube i and, think it's um, wonderful because from starting off in design many years ago there was no work there was no jobs i believe adobe has just passed 14 billion uh, sales wow. So the, the industry that I wanted to be involved in many years ago that didn't exist now exists. It, there's opportunity and that's ah, just marvelous. I think the same with photography. It's so much different now. Um, Cause people, I, I don't get them so much now, but I used to get emails all the time. Oh, I want to become a photographer. How do I do it? And it's like, wow. well, you have to make markets for yourself. You, you have to, it has nothing to do with photography. 
it's all about business and you have to make markets for yourself. And that's what I'm doing through YouTube, you know, whether it's print sales, book sales, workshops, I mean, and diversify, do as many different things as possible because the bottom's going to fall out of one or two of them as you go along. Yeah. I mean, I I know because I mean, before I did YouTube, I had all my eggs in one basket and the bottom fell out. And I was like, now what am I going to do? You know, magazines. Just yeah, I was 50 years old and now all of a sudden I don't have a job and yeah. getting a job as a photographer just isn't, isn't going to happen. I mean, nobody's hiring photographers No, because everybody's a photographer. Everyone is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. you have to make markets for yourself. And um, luckily, YouTube was the avenue that I took. I, I wish I'd done it years before, but yeah, um, yeah. I think... Uh, uh, I think it will get a, it's getting a little bit saturated, but that's with anything, you know. Um, See, I, I'm a great believer of the, the saturation thing. To me, it doesn't exist. I think, no, no, I think there's room. I think it'll go on for a very long time. I actually made a note here about I predict YouTube will become a Netflix style viewing, viewing platform. YouTube will eventually will become um, a subscription best paying and i see it as it'll become more of a tv production based viewing because i think that the level including your own channel like you mentioned gavin about his skits and things that the the tv of the future so you can watch attenborough or you can watch like nature programs now or they'll be produced by the bbc which are very uh, high budget and camera work is amazing but then you're getting these people like yourself who are producing a high quality because equipment's got easier more osmo you know, you can yeah, express yourself more and the question I, I i i add for yourself would you ever consider if the opportunities there was to build on a tv series like to make something i know you've done the f4 which is different but something yourself would you do consider doing something yourself that's more of like that kind of you're putting together something that's possibly a project of I don't I don't think so no no that's um, killed that question <laughs> but it's what well, is funny because because <laughs> funny you should say that because we actually yeah. met, met with I don't know if you know this but we met with someone that wanted to uh, plug the F4 thing to Netflix and a whole bunch of other wow streaming um see but, um the prob the problem yeah. was though is that we didn't really shoot it for that. Yeah. If we'd planned it ahead of time, because the quality is quite good, but it could there it could have done a, a, there could have been a lot more polishing. Um, like Greg's, I mean, nothing against Greg. I mean, it was great to have Greg, but yeah. Yeah. we had a few technical issues that we had to deal with. And um, if we were going to do a production, we probably would have hired instead of just having Greg, like three or four photo camera people, um, someone to do sound, like have a bit more of a crew. But of course, as soon as you do that, then you're taking out some of the spontaneity of the essence of just, you know, goofing around. Um, So I, I don't know. I mean, this guy, he, it was a good, I think it was a good idea. And I, and I think the storyline was good. And I, 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 th- I think overall it would have been a, a really good thing to have on a streaming. Yeah. Um, but it, 
I just don't think it was polished enough. Yeah. Like the acting is really bad. <laughs> and, uh, um, there was just a few things that, you know, I mean, just that a bit amateurish. It's a yeah, bit amateurish. That made that, it. it was a bit campy, but yeah, that's what yeah. made it. Like even yeah, the did. ending, the ending, we just, all of us by the end, we just said, um, we just, we just wanted to go home. Yeah. Don't. And we really had to force that last bit. And it yeah. kind of came across as that. We did a couple of takes. And, oh, that's good enough. <laughs> that's good. That's done. Let's go. I mean, this year, I mean, I was, I mean, even last year, 2020, when I was really lucky because, um, you know, I went to Iceland. Um, that yeah. was a that squeeze was that one in. Yeah. And that, that uh, ridge you walked along with Tom. Uh, you walked, I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to go back there. Ah, oh, jeez, man, I was so nervous watching that. That that just looked. It's not that bad, was it not? Uh, it looked it. I was like, with, watching um, you. when oh. Tom had a three hundred and sixty camera. Yeah, it's really like whoa, whoa, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. steep. You wouldn't want to fall, like especially yeah. down the one side. You definitely want to roll down there. But the drone footage you got as well, just coming over, and then the the, the um, abstracts that you took, the shots with the. Ships. Oh. Well, it's funny because we, I was following Alistair and Thor, and um, there was a trail that kind of went up, and I thought it went, it cut across and met up with yeah. them, but it, but it didn't. And I just kept going. I thought, ah, oh, to hell with it. I'm just going to go up a different spot. Yeah. And then, you know, Tom was behind me, but I, I wished we'd gone up even higher because I heard if you go up the mountain behind us, yes. um, there's just absolute spectacular I think views. Matt's. Mads Peterson, I think he went up high and it goes right to the end of that. Yeah. We could hear people up there. Um, It's not, I mean, it's not that, it's not that bad hiking up these. I mean, they're just hills. They're not mountains. They're they're hills. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You you, you need to go and watch some of my videos, Adam. You'll see what I'm on about. I just get terrified climbing a ladder. I'm not great for be a landscape photographer and have a fear of heights is not really a good combination. Well, it's a common fear, you know. Um, stop me though. Yeah, you know, we've we've been talking for an hour and forty minutes. Oh <laughs> I, I'm not saying go away, but I'm just mindful of the fact that we've been talking for an hour and forty. Well, it's nice change here. It's just it like, is. It is, know. yeah. Did you have any more questions? <laughs> no, I, I've got I've got tons, but do you know what? It really doesn't matter. It's been a pleasure. Maybe it's we should make for... it a weekly thing. We should have a <laughs> yeah, chat. We should do. Yeah, why not? An yeah. absolute pleasure. Thank you very yeah, great much. Great talking to you, Mally. Yeah, great talking to you. I'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>